Hey everybody, this is Anna. So I'm sorry if I sound weird today. Um, so yesterday I spent all day shoveling. Um, and yeah, it, it's been freaking cold. There was a big snowstorm. I had to shovel literally about half the parking lot that my car is um, parked in at my apartment complex. Um, just because apparently nobody else here owns a fucking shovel. And if we don't get anybody to come out and plow this stuff, just so I could get out today and I have to leave in about an hour and I am in some serious pain and I am tired as all heck. And I probably have a cold or a fever, so, and, and, and beyond dehydrated. I am beyond dehydrated, so I am not feeling good this morning. Um, I went, I was supposed to record this yesterday, but I couldn't because I was too damn tired and too much pain, spending too much time shoveling. I spent hours, I mean hours, shoveling. Just so I get, just so I can get out my fucking car this morning. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling too great today. I am not feeling, but I had to get this um podcast out today. Um, today is Wednesday, you know, and gotta upload it a day early for my Patreons. So, you know, and you, there is a link to my Patreon in the description box. <clears throat> And so, yeah, you know, to try to fulfill my obligation to Patreons, gotta try to get it recorded today. Um, one quick note about Patreon about is, um, unfortunately, because I don't have the, um, the, the the originals of some of the videos I've that are coming out this week and next week, um, mostly this week, um, you won't be able to. Some of the videos you won't get to see early if you do subscribe on Patreon. I'm sorry about that, because, but at the time I didn't have a Patreon. And so I just deleted them as soon as I uploaded them. But you still will get a few this week and most of next week. So anyway, I um, just want to make that quick note. Anyway, let's move on with the topic of today. So I was reading an article and, you know, this is something I have always known, but I guess... No, now that I have a podcast and also a YouTube channel, this is the first time it really hit me. Oh, this is a great discussion um, topic. And that was a uh, article about a Arizona um, Republican lawmaker. You know, he was talking about trans people because, you know, um, we had to debate trans kids and trans athletes now. Um, and, uh, you know, for they got to make laws making them suffer, you know. And he made this quote saying... You know, if we just allowed, um, it, like, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. Um, I don't, let me see, can I bring up the, let me see if I can pretty quickly bring up the exact quote or not. Um, I don't have internet, so I don't know if this is the one that got blocked off. Um, I tried to download them. Okay, no, this is the one where it didn't download the whole page. Sorry. All right, so basically he was saying, like, hey, if we start accepting trans identities, what's to prevent us from being asked to accept people identifying as farm animals? Okay, I think that, you know, for us who are trans and for trans allies, the first response is to, like, roll our eyes and go, oh, my fucking God, how idiotic are you? And... I and you know and I and I think that's it, you know perfectly reasonable, but it, it kind of started making me think. If you're cis, and especially you know if you never really had um any contact with trans people, um, let's be honest, it's kind of a reasonable thing to think. I know you're you're like wait what, reasonable thing yeah okay just imagine so you're cis. 
you've never had gender dysphoria in your life. You've never met a trans person. But all of a sudden, you know, this guy, you know, this person who looks like a guy is telling anybody he identifies as a woman, you know, and or this woman person looks like a woman telling anybody she identifies as a guy. Like, what are you going to think? Like, or, you know, even better yet, you know, somebody comes up to you and says they don't, you know, they don't really identify as either, you know, um, you know, or as both, you know, at different times, you know. What are you going to think? Like, that's just so foreign to you. Now, to be fair, I want to, you know, and I think that we need to remember that. You know, for many cis people, let's be honest, a lot of trans people didn't start really coming out of the closet until recently. So many people, especially older people, um, may just simply never had experience being around a trans person, a openly, um, an open trans person. And for cis people, they genuinely cannot understand what it's like to be trans, non-binary, gender fluid, whatever. Like, it is, like, we're basically speaking nonsense to them, you know? Now, there is a line where, you know, if you're, you know, using that ignorance to harm others, and, you know, don't really have much um, sympathy for you there, but we... we it, while it is very easy for us to roll our eyes and go like, oh my god, you're such a fucking idiot, you know, um, in regards, you know, to people who do those stupid little attack helicopter jokes. Well, let's be honest. Okay, actually, no, scratch that. If you do an attack helicopter joke, <laughs> you deserve... <clears throat> Sorry, I got um, something stuck in my throat. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, anyway, so... If you if you if you were making an attack helicopter joke, okay, that's so 2015. Okay, this is 2021. Find a new joke, okay? You know you just, you deserve every bit of scorn you, you, you get. But you know, and and other people who say stuff like this, you know, they just I think that they genuinely do not understand. Now, some of them, they probably do, and there are probably some who do. You know, especially those you know in the media, like Ben Shapiro. You know, Ben Shapiro's an admitted grifter and all that stuff. You know, he's admitted that he doesn't, you know, um, really view trans people the way that he presents them on this show. You know, he just does it because that's what the fans want. You know, most people screw him. You know, when they say it, you know, they just, they, you know, give him scorn. They know better. You know, but I think the average person and even a lot of these lawmakers, they just simply don't understand. And that's something that we need to really work on is explaining to people better what does it mean to be trans. You know, I don't, you know, I think that's just because a lot of us, I feel like don't do a great job. You know, we, we kind of get, you know, all into, you know, um, trans women are women, trans men are men, you know, it, you just need to accept it, you know. And while that's great and dandy, especially for younger people who generally probably understand it more, a lot of people, you know, including older, don't. You know, and, and there are quite a few young people who don't understand this, too. So I don't want to make it sound like it's, you know, just an old fart problem. It's not, you know. And, you know, it, yes, should they just accept? Yes. But understand, if there's this thing that... You know, like, we're a crazy small minority, y'all. You know what I mean? We're 0.7% of the world population, okay? Like, if there's a saying that you've never really had much, heard about much, you know, um, you, you've never really experienced, you never really met anyone who experienced this, you know, and never had it explained to you, yeah, guess what? It does sound crazy. 
it really does sound crazy. Even though I'm trans, when I first heard what, what trans, what being trans was, I thought that sounded crazy. Like, it does sound crazy, folks. And we need to understand that. We need to show some patience with people who genuinely don't understand. I'm not talking about, you know, people who, you know, just spite trans people just because, you know, we're different. I'm talking people who genuinely don't understand and who can be reached. Because I think most people are people who just don't understand and can be reached and can be brought to being great trans allies. We just have to show patience and, you know, understanding of where they come from. You know, and help them to understand where we come from so that there can be great, under, great understanding both ways. This is the only way we're ever going to win. Like, I know it's annoying. It's frustrating. Like, oh, my God, why are we should be past this? I understand. But the thing is, we're not. We are simply not. And we need to get there. And this is the way that we get there. And so, yeah. Um, that's really all I had to say on that. Um, you know, something I've been really feeling lately is kind of worthless. I have really been feeling a lot like a failure. You know, I, I definitely think that I definitely found that a lot of people, you know, people generally feel worthless, you know. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed that many in the trans community feel worthless about is, especially, you know, before they really accept ourselves, you know, for transitioning, you know, or find a, you know, accepting community is feeling worthless for being trans. You know, I certainly did, you know, I felt to the point, uh, felt it to the point of feeling subhuman. You know, I felt like I had no inherent value because I was trans, you know, and thankfully I don't really feel that anymore. Now that I am transitioning, you know, most of the people that I know are accepting, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, but I, Lately, even still, you know, I, I, I kind of, a few days ago, fell into the trap of feeling worthless and like a failure. You know, I, I don't feel like this way today, but a few days ago, I was struggling quite hard. Um, You know, I don't have a job, you know, the one job opportunity that I had turned up because I, because I, I literally could not bring myself to say yes, Um, you know, and... You know, I have no money, um, and I just felt terrible. You know, I felt like I was a worthless failure, you know. I was thinking about, you know, back when I was homeless. And when it, when I was homeless, there was a point when I had literally no money as well. And I remember how, you know, worthless I felt. And then I also remembered how I, during that time I told God, Good Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust in you to provide for me always. And I had not done that um, this time around. Um, you know, I, you know, I still don't have any money, but, you know, I remembered a few days ago. Oh, you know, I, I feel worthless. But last time I put my trust in God and he did provide. I have not told God I'm going to trust in him yet. And I felt even more worthless, you know, instead of, you know, just saying, hey, God, you know, I'm in this really tough situation. Lord, I'm going to trust that you're going to provide it in your perfect timing, in your perfect way, you know. And instead of do, doing that, you know, I just sat there like, oh, my God, uh, how could I have not done that, you know. And I just kind of got into self-loathing and just feeling so worthless, you know, instead of doing what I needed to do, which is just get on my knees and pray.
And it really just amazed me, you know, um, as someone who struggled with this all the time and has kind of gotten out of it for the most part, you know, just how easy it is to fall into that trap, you know, like, you know, in the back of your brain, what you're doing isn't rational, that you shouldn't be doing it, this, you know, you shouldn't be allowing yourself to think such thoughts, but you just do it anyway, because it provides you such a twisted sense of comfort, like, it's not really comforting, but in a way it is. You know, you're just wallowing in self-pity, self-hatred, self-loathing. Like, it brings you a really twisted sense of comfort, you know? Instead of, you know, chasing after true comfort, which only comes from God. And, you know, and it's just so easy to fall into, you know? And it, I guess it, you know, in... There was two things that kind of came out of that, you know. Um, first off, you know, how easy it is to just go for, you know, the devil, you know, and what and uh, quote unquote comforts that he provides, you know. Um, trying to think, you know, like why is it that most people are going to hell? Is it because you know we're just that horrible, you know, of human beings, you know, like for going out killing people, robbing banks all the time. Like, no. It's because, well, let's be honest. Especially here in the Western world, our lives are kind of comfortable. You know? We don't really see a reason to think that, you know, and we're, you know, what most people would consider to be kind of moral, you know? Why would we need a savior? Why would we need to change our lives? You know, it, it's already comfortable where I am. Why do I need to change? You know, and that's kind of the big trap. And worthlessness, you know, when you're just sitting there feeling worthless, you know, you kind of know in the back of your brain that you need to change. You know, you shouldn't be thinking like this, <clears throat> you know, but it provides you, you know, you just, you feel enough of this twisted sense of comfort that it's just like, why should I? Why should I stop feeling this way? It kind of feels in a twisted way good to feel this way. Like, sure, it's bringing me down, you know. I'm probably going to get really depressed and possibly even suicidal if I don't stop. But I don't know. It's not that bad, is it? You know, is it really that bad to sit here in worthless feelings for a while? Is it really? And, you know, I... It really kind of struck me that just how easy it is to fall in that trap of comfort and how the devil just, he just uses that to his advantage. You know, the greatest, um, probably the greatest tool that the weapon, the greatest weapon the devil has is comfort, you know, making it just comfortable enough that you just don't see any reason to rock the boat, you know, whether it's how you're feeling, you know, that's bringing you down or, you know, you're literally your eternal salvation, you know? And so uh, I, I really was thinking about that, you know? And then the other thing is, um, well, oh, what was the other thing? I literally forgot the other thing. Um, yeah. So there was something else I was thinking. I know I had to do something about being homeless, but, I really don't remember. And so, yeah, I, um, yeah, we're just probably going to have to 
move on from there. And let me see, was there anything else I wanted to discuss in this episode? Um, yes, okay, there was one more thing. I know, it was a J Professional podcast episode. Uh, wait, and I uh, gotta check my notes. Um, so, one other thing that kind of really struck me lately. So, there's this um, uh, radio show called The Brant Hansen Show. It's nationally syndicated on Christian music stations, you know. And one thing you should know about me is I have an unhealthy addiction to good Christian music. Like, I know most Christian music is garbage. At the same time, I just love it in some, just like a weird way. Except for, you know, she who shall not be named. You know, um... She's the one who's saying overcomer. Uh, I am not going to say her name. She shall not be named ever. Um, her name starts with an M. You know, her stage name starts with an M. You know, I think that's actually her real name as well. But, you know, um, yeah, she she shall not be named. You know, screw her, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, sometime I'll maybe get into, you know, kind of talk about my unhealthy love for um, Christian music. But, um, yeah, so when, you know, in... in and I loved the show. I have loved the show for years. Even back when I couldn't stand Christian music whatsoever, I loved listening to the Brand Hansen show. And he brought up something recently that really kind of made me think a lot, you know. And the point that he made was Jesus was really impressed by humility, you know. That was something he was really impressed by. Why aren't we? You know, if we want to be more like our Savior, isn't that what we should be impressed by? You know, I was really just thinking about, like, yeah, that is really true, you know. Think about all the people that he healed. You know, these were people who humbled themselves before the Lord. You know, who was the people that he openly spoke out against? Pharisees and Sadducees, very prideful people. You know, think about, um, you know, um, one of his speeches where he was talking about, you know, how you should pray. He said, go into your room, lock the door, and pray to your Lord in secret. Do not be like, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees who go out on the street corners and make these loud, big prayers like, Oh, Lord above, we humbly come to you. Like, yeah, there's nothing humble about that, you know. It's all for show, to show the world how pious, how righteous you are. That's prideful, you know. Don't be like them. <laughs> go and pray on your knees in secret. You know, like, you know, and, you know, it, it just really struck me. It just, you know, it's really true that that's not something that God enjoys. Pridefulness, you know, and it really is the greatest human vice, you know. And another thing that kind of builds into that was reading mere Christianity. Um, I finally read through it the whole way the first time ever. And something in it that really struck me was the chapter, one of the most um, shocking chapters to me was C.S. Lewis writing that it's really only Christians who see who understand how much how evil pride is like we are the only ones who see that as an actual problem you know and it is something and pride is a major trap you know in fact it is probably the greatest sin that anyone could commit I mean think about you know Satan himself you know how did he become the deceiver, you know? Was because he literally was got so prideful that he thought he could dethrone God, 
you know? It was pride that led him to do that, you know? Like, pretty much all of our sins that anyone has committed has been out of pride, you know? And so it just makes sense that look, Jesus, he's not impressed by that. And yet, us humans, that is exactly what we're, you know, attracted to, you know? Think about, you know, Donald Trump. He was heavily supported because of evangelical Christians. The exact people who should have been the least impressed with him, you know, not necessarily because of his policies. Unfortunately, his, you know, abhorrent views fall in line very much with evangelical Christians' abhorrent views, but they should have despised him because of his pride. I mean, what an arrogant man he was and is. Like, there was no reason to support him as a Christian because of that just obvious, arrogant pride. And yet, we fell for him. And it just really amazed me, like, how we, even us Christian, you know, people who claim to be Christian, people who are Christians, we just fall into that trap of, you know, being attracted to pride. It's something that we lift up, you know? And, you know, there's definitely, you know, in my life, you know, I'm not going to, you know, just say, oh, condemn you, you know, you fell for Donald Trump, you know, because he was, you know, despite the fact that he was prideful, like, we all do it, okay? Like, there have been quite a few people, you know, that I really um, admired because of how prideful they were, you know, not generally politicians, but, you know, um, media figures and all that stuff, you know, I really admired them because of how prideful they were. I found that attractive. And it's, I think we really need the reminder. Don't find pride attractive. Find humility attractive. Like that is, you know, and I know that's hard, you know, it's so not only countercultural, it runs counter to our sinful human nature. But we, I think that, you know, this is what the Lord was impressed by, you know, if he really wants to be like Jesus, you know, which is, you know, once you're a Christian, you know, what you're supposed to strive to be, you know, we really need to learn and work at being impressed by humility, not pride, you know, someone is showing a lot of pride. We need to turn the other way, you know, not let ourselves be influenced. And yeah, you know. I guess that's really all I wanted to say on that. So anyway, everyone, um, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, if you enjoy what I do, um, subscribe to me on Patreon, or you can um, financially support me in other ways through Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. The links will be in the description below. If you want to send me a question, um, you know, or just give general comments, you know, um, and if you do send me a question, you know, please make sure, you know, you clarify whether you want it right on the show or not. Or, you know, you just want me to answer it via email. Uh, my email will be in the description below. Um, podcast episode description below. So, anyway, um, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Um, and if you're only listening to my podcast and not watching my YouTube channel, um, which I will try to remember to link in the description below, um, I'll see you Monday. Have a great day, everyone.